All right. Yeah, little bit jealous of what I think sounds like a fan in the background there. You mean this fan here that I'm sat next to? Yeah, that one, that one there. Have you not got a fan then in your place? Got a fan. It's currently downstairs with the mother-in-law. Okay, hold on a second. Let me just turn this off. What were you saying? <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Bush and Ritchie's Daily Takeaway. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Ritchie's Daily Takeaway. Everybody is trying to find a way to take the edge off the heat at the moment. Bush, yesterday I thought I had got one. Um, I'd seen in a previous heatwave people talking about taking their pillowcases off and putting them in the freezer during the day so that when you went to bed, you had a lovely cold pillow. Wow. Now, I mean, that's that takes a bit of organisation in life. Do you know what I mean? It's like those people who go and put, like, tea towels over car windscreens in the winter so they can just tear them off without having a frozen windscreen. Never really been organised enough in my life to do stuff like that. Does it work? Well, this is why I was very excited to have remembered it yesterday morning and I thought, right, I'm going to give this a go. We'll try it out tonight ahead of Monday and Tuesday, these big days of extreme heat that we were being warned about. So last night when we went to bed and I went and got the pillowcases out of the freezer at 10.30 in the evening, I felt like a king. I was thinking, this is brilliant. I'm going to be a star in this house. Put the pillowcases on and I swear to you, 75 seconds tops, any benefit of those pillowcases having been in the freezer over a day, gone. What a waste of time. <laughs> Maybe it's not, it's not worth it. Maybe it's just, you just got like, in this kind of heat, just give up and, and behave like uh, a Mexican chief of police uh, in, in a movie from the 80s. Just sweat and drink and curse and sit in your pants and let it all go because I, I don't think there's any way to fight it. Do you know what I mean? Let's be completely honest. I'm hoping that you're wrong. I'm hoping that you're wrong, but I'm prepared to embrace the Mexican chief tomorrow. Uh, but if there are any slightly left field heat hacks that have been working for you, now is the time to come forward. Uh, here's one. Uh, tweet says hot water bottle out of the cover. Leave it in the fridge all day, then take it to bed. Trust me, stays cold for hours. I don't mind that idea, but there's something about, you know, the, the rubber smell that you get on hot water bottles. It just really freaks me out. It reminds me of like old people's homes or something. Do you know what I mean? I completely agree with you. It's immediately taking back to staying at me nans during an autumn or winter <laughs> evening and the hot water bottle being slung in our bed and the intention for it to be warm, but you get there and it just stunk a rubber. Oh, you did. And I remember me and my brother used to have to share a double bed at my nana's house in Norris Green and, and you could literally see ice on the inside of the windows. It was freezing. <laughs> it reminds me of like bed knobs and broomsticks and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, though, my, my other half, Katie, who is from Northumberland, I always take the mickey out of her being a uh, Cheviot mountain dweller, not a big fan of the heat. She has a cracking hot weather hack that she would like to share with us. She sent it to me on a voice note. Have a listen to this. My tip for staying cool in this hot weather is to get an ice pack, put it inside your pillowcase a couple of hours before you go to bed, and then when you get into bed and remove it, you've got a super cool pillow. Hmm. Has she ever has she ever done that for us in our house? Has she hell? 
<laughs> if you've got a hack that works for us, now's the time to share it um, because some of the stuff that's come in so far, a bit dubious. Uh, your text to 81215, your tweets, please. This one here says, ice in plastic bottles but put holes in the plastic bottles attached to the back of a fan and you have instant aircon. It sounds like a little bit of something that you get on Why Don't You back in the day. <laughs> I'm not sitting there with that in the room. I'm like, what, a big squirrel? We've evolved. They haven't. That's the difference. We won. Uh, someone has texted to say, silk pillowcases stop my head from sweating. I try the sheets, but I probably slip out during the night. Best buy so far this summer. Silk pillowcases. Someone's doing all right for themselves. <laughs> uh, Adam's hanging on. What's the hack, Adam, you've got? Literally, the, the cooling mats we have for your pets, uh, they're sort of... They, Three to five millimetres thick, get a couple of those, come on top of the mattress, put your sheet on top, calls for hours, literally. So, Adam, are you telling us that you're sleeping on a dog's bed? Yep. But the dog goes sleep on it. <laughs> so, to get a good night's sleep tonight, we've got to head to Pets at Home. Pets at Home, cooling dog bed, well, cooling dog gel mattress, that's what it is. <laughs> Fantastic. What a curveball, what a maverick. Good to speak to you, Adam. No problem at all. Thank you ever so much. Go upstairs if you've got a loft hatch and pop it open, says Neil in Manchester. Open it, let the hot air rise. Uh, creates extra airflow. Been doing it for years. Works every time. Fantastic. What a fantastic suggestion that is. And I think one of the key bits of advice that's coming through over the wires this afternoon is just try not to move. Just take it easy. Chill. <laughs> Mark says, hi, guys. If you've just bought some warm beers from the shop, get some baby wipes, wrap them around the cans, place them in the freezer for around 30 minutes. Also, keep the baby wipes in the fridge too. Amazing and instant cool face wipes. Love that idea. Baby wipes, something we've both got in the house. Uh, Simon in Gravesend, listen to this for a humble brag. Uh, what works for me? Ceiling fan directly over the bed. Three settings. Your friends from Wix will have had this for ten years. No worries. A ceiling fan directly above your head whilst you sleep. That sounds like the opening 20 minutes of the TV show Casualty. <laughs> Claire, you got one for us? Because I'm a skin flint, I don't want to buy anything special. So we just keep cans of whatever drink in the fridge, beer, Coke, whatever. And then if you, you grab one before you go to bed and just uh, place it in strategic areas and it cools you down and then you can whack it back in the fridge and use it again or drink it. Wow, so it's like a, a really low-budget uh, Diet Coke <laughs> advert where I can hear the music as it's yeah, happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sadly without the uh, men stripping off their T-shirts. But yeah, exactly that. So does that mean you have to go to bed lying on a can of Coke? Well, you kind of... Well, no, you go to bed and then you just kind of... You have it there and you just put it wherever it's cold. So, for example, a hot, for example, my neck gets really hot. So I just kind of put it on my neck and it works a treat, honestly. So, Claire, us, obviously we're two fellas. We, we know what areas with fellas get hot and it's, it's difficult during hot weather. Speaking from the, for the ladies, you said strategic areas. Where are we talking about? Well, let's just say certain appendages that you can lift up and you can place underneath. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, uh, uh, do you know what? I have to hold my hands up and say I could do that myself, actually. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Get a canitizer on it, Richie. Get a canitizer on it. Canitizer, <gasps> yeah, that would work. Much nicer as well. Bush, I don't reckon this is going to be any good for your back, mate. <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Claire, thank you so much. Oh, 
pleasure. Uh, Joe's emailed hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Uh, I tell you what would make me feel cooler, and that's dipping my toes in the sea on a beautiful Jersey beach. That's where I should be. But instead, I'm at home looking after a husband with COVID and a cocker spaniel with diarrhoea. I'm having to. Oh. <laughs> I'm having to stay in the kitchen with the dog to avoid the COVID. I've cleaned the floor so much. I've taken the varnish off the floorboards, and the horror of scrubbing the artificial grass will stay with me forever. Uh, very, very hot. Uh, Bush and I were talking uh, earlier on this afternoon uh, ahead of the show, both of us uh, as as dads, about how one of the hardest things uh, when you've got young kids like this with the heat is just getting them to have a decent night's sleep. It's tricky for any of us to get a decent night's sleep, isn't it? But uh, the reason we were particularly talking about it is uh, the two of us had seen a story that uh, uh, was, was going around today. Uh, this is just a, a horrible statistic. There are 500,000 children that don't have their own bed to sleep in at night. So, for example, they're sharing with brothers and sisters or, or their parents or, or they're having to, to sleep on a sofa uh, on the floor or, or without a mattress or blankets or pillows to keep them warm or comfortable. Aside from what the heat is, just the fact that that is a number at the moment in the UK, 365 days a year, it's just horrendous. It is. It's unbelievable. It's really shocked us because, you know, like each night, tuck your, your, tuck our girls in, read them a bedtime story, all that kind of thing. And as you're kind of going downstairs, you'd never think in a million years that this was an issue that families are facing, that they haven't got beds to sleep in and everything. And it's only going to get worse as, you know, what the energy prices are like at the moment and parents are having to make some really tough decisions about how long they can have the heating on. If you, and your kid's not in like a proper bed and they're sleeping on the couch or in some cases, this is the horrible thing, even on the floor, we're heading towards something which which is kind of unbelievable and, and like Richie said it's just really shaken us to the core you know like sometimes you just get this kind of hit by a bolt really with that you know 500,000 children 500,000 children not having their own bed to sleep in and the knock-on effects are huge as well lack of a good night's sleep leads to these kids struggling to concentrate stay awake at school it's almost like they're 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 trying to get their education and, and do the best for themselves in their own life but uh, having like one arm tied behind their back is just an unfair start it really is and then, like, obviously, it's just unpleasantly hot at the moment. But as it as it gets cooler towards autumn and winter, then suddenly you've got to start making a choice about whether you're heating or or, or whether you're getting a bed and stuff like. That. It's just it's just a horrendous situation to be in. So I mean, we know we're only just back from La Rochelle and we do like to put a lot of stuff on our plate here on the Home Time Show, but we, we are resolved to want to try and do something about this. We're not saying, you know, Richie and I are going to be able to solve this. It's a huge statistic, you know, 3.6 million kids in the UK living in poverty as we speak, 500,000 not in their own bed to sleep in. But if there's anything that this show can do to try and help that, even just a slightly, even just a little bit, when you think about your own kids and how lucky that they are and all that kind of stuff, if there's anything that we can do, we're going to try and do something about it. So it's a question of watch this space. You've got any ideas of stuff that we can do or how we can turn this around? We'll try and make at least some form of impact on this uh, horrendous statistic that is, you know, like Richie said, shameful in the fact that this is, uh, you know, this is 2022 for crying out loud and that amount of kids haven't got anywhere to sleep. You know, we really always appreciate uh, your texts and your tweets and your emails. Thank you for uh, those of you that have got in touch um, about that uh, story we were talking about. This, this fact that 500,000 children don't have their own bed to sleep in at night in the UK at the moment, which has uh, stunned Bush and me this afternoon. 
Um, we'd love your tweets um, at Absolute Radio, or you can email us hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Cash for Kids uh, is the charity, actually, who uh, uh, we, we saw that information from. It would be great if there's an idea that we can think of on the show that we can all... Um, get involved with to, to try and do something to make this situation better. So if you've got some ideas, we'd love to hear from you. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. It's fair to say, isn't it, that um, certain things in life are just awkward. That's just the way it is. Kind of, kind of cast a shadow over over everything. Makes your, your brain kind of short circuit and everything as well. We had that situation right at the end of getting back from our trip to La Rochelle uh, on Saturday. It's been a brilliant week, uh, you know, a few days in, in La Rochelle. Thank you for all your input as we kind of had an nostalgic journey back through the Tricolored French GCSE textbook and it was all going great we got to um, uh, King's Cross St Pancras about to say goodbye to each other where we all had our you know our bags on shoulders you know that end of the holiday thing where everyone says goodbye and it's been great and see you soon and catch up and go and see the family and everything I went to say goodbye to Richie as he was racing to go and get another train and this is where the awful thing happened. Uh, he's going to make a coffee at the moment. This is why I'm, I'm dealing with this on my own. It's almost like I'm chatting to uh, some kind of specialist, you know what I mean, to get this through, work this through, uh, shrink in many ways. So I went to say goodbye to Richie. Uh, he went to fist bump me, but I misunderstood that. And I went to high five him. Uh, and I ended up clapping hands on his fist bump. Have you ever done that to anyone before? Genuinely the most embarrassing thing. It all, it, it, everyone was like, ugh, ugh. A big group of us, all our producers were going, oh my God, it's so bad. Uh, and it's cast a shadow. I know it sounds like a small thing, but it's cast a shadow on, on the entire trip, to be honest with you. And now that we're working from home, I've not had a chance to properly speak to him about it. So it's like there in the background. It's like that episode of Friends when they had to wee on one of them to take the edge off the jellyfish thing, and it, now it can't be talked about. So it's, it's dead awkward. I don't know if you've ever had that situation where you've um, tried to high-five and someone's done a fist bump and you have done... You've kind of made the, the World Cup on their hand little bit weird but we thought let's let's put this to good use if you can think of any other little moments like that in life that are dead awkward and they shouldn't be but they are tell us about them on the show tonight longy's just tweeted now saying walking back from taking your turn at bowling weird isn't it just just trying to walk normal in front of loads of people it's difficult especially in them shoes two different colors and all that kind of thing what in your opinion are those other moments in life that are as awkward as hell uh, for me it's it's always those moments when you see someone randomly in the supermarket and you you say the first hello you have a bit of a catch-up bit of a chat and then both parties then have to go and do the rest of their shopping uh, at what point at what aisle do you stop saying hello again that for me that's peak awkwardness that is bad. I'll tell you another one, similar situation. Uh, you know, if you've got, this happens in our building all the time, but you know, if you, if you go, there's a few doors to get into your building. If, you, if you're behind someone and they hold the first door for you and you say thanks, do you have to keep saying thanks for all the other doors? Because in our building to get in in central London, it's like six. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Cheers. <laughs> thanks. I absolutely hate it. Um, there's a lot of good advice coming in about the fist bump situation. Dan says nothing. I repeat, nothing is more awkward than this, the whole fist bump thing. Next time you have to call out fist bump so that the other person knows what's about to happen. <laughs> okay i'll bear that in mind a great title for an email that's just come in from joe berry it's uh entitled accidentally sucking my friend's ear uh, we're talking about really awkward stuff in life I, richie went to fist bump me on saturday after we got off the train from france i, I high-fived his fist bump but it was just awful uh, joe says bush and richie i once went to kiss my friend emmy on the cheek but in doing the sharp intake of breath to make the kiss noise I, I accidentally sucked her earlope. We ignored it, and it's never been mentioned again, says Joe. 
<laughs> Probably because they never talked again. Uh, Yvonne yeah, says, walking behind someone but wanting to overtake them. That awkward moment where the two of you are walking beside each other for about a second oh. or two. That is always awkward. And then some of these situations are more niche than others, but this sounds horrendous. Bernadette says, walking on a beach in Hawaii. On my left, I noticed three people standing about knee-deep in water. Then I looked to my right and noticed a group of people watching it. So I guess walking through a wedding's pretty awkward. Oh, that is bad, isn't it? That is really bad. Uh, <laughs> Peter Honor says, uh, in the pub and your beer to the bathroom trip randomly sync with a complete stranger. It's horrific. Simon Coombs then follows the tweet by saying, it happened to me. And I said to the other bloke, bladder twins. Uh, luckily, he laughed. It was quite awkward, though. Ian says, in the 90s, I had a meeting with my MP. When I met him, I went to shake his hand, but my thumb missed his thumb, and I ended up sliding my right hand up his arm and grasping his elbow instead. <laughs> kind of like a freaky handshake. Uh, we've got uh, Giggsy on the line, about to share an awkward thing. Giggsy, what happened to you? I was at this event at a hotel. There was probably about 60 people there, uh, and I, I vaguely knew this woman. Uh, and as, as this event was coming to a close, she just came over to say goodbye and do that sort of brief embrace, as if to say, nice to see you. And as she leant in and we embraced, I, for some unknown reason, I kissed the top of her head. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I knew as soon as I'd done it, I recoiled in horror. Um, she sort of stepped away, looked at me quite quizzically, uh, and then gradually sort of backed away and walked out. And... I've seen her at three or four events since then, and she has really, really avoided me. <laughs> so you, you kissed the top of her head like the Pope, or like you were healing her or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What would you call the opposite of networking? Uh, not working. <laughs> not working at Oh, I'm glad to know it's not just us that have these awkward situations, Giggsy. Good to speak to you, man. Thank you very much. And you guys. Love the show. Thanks very much. Straight after this, I am going to do a barbecue. Are you really? No, yeah, honest to God, I'm, do I'm doing sausages. <laughs> like a magician's wow. dog. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. I'll keep you posted. Hey, uh, our boss Paul has just sent us a message, uh, and it turns out that he has done the old uh, fist bump, high five, miscommunication where you grab someone else's fist bump, go and high five it. But he's done it to Liam Gallagher when Liam Gallagher oh. came into Absolute Radio for an interview. What about that? Uh, that makes us feel a little bit better about our awkward goodbye. We're after the other awkward situations that uh, you find in life. Emma's in Bristol says, I was saying bye to someone I'd met for the first time in person. I went to give them a thumbs up. For some inexplicable reason, I stuck my middle finger up at them instead. We've not mentioned it since. Oh, my words. That's like, well, that'd start a fight, wouldn't it? Neil in West Sussex says, I once went to the blood donors and the man on the welcoming desk extended his hand to me, which I promptly shook vigorously before realising that he'd simply wanted the form that was in my other hand. Hashtag orcs. <laughs> uh, Ryan wow. says, saying hello to the wrong identical twin. I pulled up in my car in the street to tell me, to tell me it's not them. Awkward. And Victoria in Preston says, running for a bus, then having to style it out and pretend to walk because you know the driver's not going to wait for you. Do you know what? It's been quite fortuitous, though, because there has been an awkward situation between us. Uh, we went As we said goodbye at King's Cross St Pancras, uh, Richie went to fist bump me. I high-fived his fist bump, which Gary says is technically called a cabbage. I didn't realise that. You're supposed to shout... <laughs> cabbage when that happens which is weird uh, and then glenn's made a good point he says apparently the fist bump takes precedence over the high five uh, and therefore i have made the situation awkward by trying to high five so i, I apologize about that 
I'll accept that apology because um, uh, it did felt that you were the initiator of the awkwardness. Uh, Rich has come up with another suggestion. Uh, when walking the dog, I sometimes engage in small talk with other owners when our dogs say hello to each other. When they're finished and you realise that you're both then walking in the same direction, it is so awkward. This is just being polite and then having to follow it through. I think that's the issue here. And Carla's come up with a great one. She says, saying you too when someone gives you food in a restaurant or takeaway and tells you to enjoy your meal. <laughs> I've done that. I've done that so many times. The amount of people having madrasses and chilies, chili con carnes, you're absolute nutcases, you lot, but we love you for it. There might be some science in that. Maybe it sort of helps you sweat. Um, uh, <laughs> although actually you don't want to be sweating too much right now. I don't know. I, I'm just trying to find reason with this madness. It's like uh, the cup of tea thing. I mean, is that is that proven? If you have a cup of tea, it, it cools you in hot weather? I'm not sure if that's even just an old wives' tale. i tell you what is proven. Um, I've been doing the last 10 minutes topless, uh, and that has helped. Well, I'm glad we're working from home because uh, I didn't have to make eye contact with you during this <laughs> derobement. De de <laughs> the Daily Takeaway. Bushman Richie's Daily Takeaway. Well, thank you very much for. That, yeah, thank you. Do you know what? You can stick that fan. You know where. You got fan envy. What's wrong? Why can't you be happy for me? How quickly does Amazon Prime deliver? <laughs> 